Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, Seth Lee. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Happy half a decade, you wow. son of a bitch. Wow. Wow, that's a really <laughs> aggressive. Did you get me the wooden cutting board I requested? No. You son of a bitch. I should do that thing that you do and I just get you a scratch off, but then if you want it, I do that thing that you also want to do and request some of the money. I would not request any of the money if you'd want a scratch <laughs> off that I had bought in you. I love bought and bought, purchased. Because in your eyes it was a worthless gift, but once you found out it was worth something, you're like, actually, give me I've a little never any time that you've won a scratch ticket that I've gotten you, I've never asked for money. I've never won a dollar. Exactly. <laughs> You've given me like probably ten scratchers, never won a buck. Okay, well, there's the moral question, right? You give me a scratcher, and it's a hundred thousand dollars. I feel like I'm a little obligated to give you a little bit of that, right? No, you don't think so? No, it's a gift. Wow, you can't. No, if you have a give someone a lottery ticket and they win, you can't expect money in return. I'm not expecting it. I'm just saying, like the right thing to do would be to give you a little bit of money back. Yeah, it's totally up to you, but I would never expect that because that's kind of would devalues you- the gift. If would you ever give money back if you would want a scratch ticket worth like six figures? Would you give like a little bit back to the person? First, um, six figures, man. To be fair, I think my wife would make me there. See, if it <laughs> the, the if, voice of reason, if it were totally independent, no. Well, I I would just feel obligated to give like after taxes. Let's say you get to keep like what sixty thousand of it, like ten percent, six thousand. Six thousand is not an insignificant amount of money. This one time I was in a parking lot and I found a 50 and she's like, you have to go give that to the register. And I did it. And I was like, all right, here, you know, we found this outside if anyone says they're missing money. And I was talking to my dad about it. I'm like, you know, so I guess I did the right thing. He's like, yeah, but would you have done it if she wasn't there? I'm like, no. He's like, so you didn't really do anything. Did so you? the moral of the story <laughs> like, is your wife makes you a better person. Forces me. Forces. Forces me to do things that I wouldn't do otherwise. So what you're admitting is you're really a terrible human being <laughs> yeah, minus probably. your wife. All right. What are we doing here? <laughs> so which isn't even true though it's a facade we're judging your morality <laughs> is what we're doing should have kept that 50 just should have pocketed it yeah you really should you should have never let her know that you found it i know when i picked it up i was like ah did man. she walk you into the service counter to like hand it back or did she trust you to go by yourself she trusted me okay well I, unbelievably <laughs> so and i i followed through you really should have just kept it you should, I yeah i gave it back and there you go well then that's that's double bad then yeah, but then you could have taken her out to a nice $50 dinner. She'd be like, oh, wow, a dinner worth $50. Imagine that. What are we doing here? Not talking about um, morality. You know, Although there, we will be. Your morality does not exist. <laughs> or thinly veiled morality, I should say. Yeah, what do we got going on this week? It's our big five-year anniversary show, which just happens to be loaded with content. Yes. Five years ago, we were reviewing Batman v Superman. Oh, my God. And, boy, there's just... There's a ton to pack in. We got the news of the week. We got this week in movie history. We got sports. We got Captain America, or not Captain America, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We do have a new Captain America. We have Bat, nope, Snyder Cut Justice League, and we have your questions, and um, it it was a very simple question. One of the weirdest answers we're ever going to have. Okay, well, that's... Again, you have not shared this question with me, so I don't know. To be fair, you're not going to be able to participate. You're just going to have to react. It Uh, it was a research-based question. Okay. An RBQ. Yes. Okay. 
something we've never called it before. Well, I, I, or it's a DBQ, I think, on the SAT or the AP exam. I can't remember. But we got a hell of a show for you today. So let's just get it kicked off with the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. You know, for five years, I should have done the nudes thing. You should have? Yeah. Let's just bring back all the classics. Hey, Ed Heads. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, can we turn the sump pump on for old time's sake? <laughs> we'll give you five good minutes. Maybe I'll bring back the bleeping for this episode in case we curse. No, I won't do that. That would take too much effort. Every every time that you've, you get ready to curse, can we have the uh, the forlorn music that we got in Snyder Cut anytime Wonder Woman was on the screen? Oh, that choir. All right. But, hey, speaking of Snyder Cut. We're, we're a little early on that. No, we can't have a week without there being Justice League news. You thought it would have stopped. No, I, in fact, I imagined it would have been at an all-time high after it was released. Dear God. It's still throttling us with news. The people want a they want a sequel. Well, it's they're not getting a sequel yet necessarily, but we are getting another release of the Snyder Cut. What? Yeah, but this is going to be doing like what Logan and Mad Max Fury Road did. There's going to be a black and white version coming out, which is Snyder's favorite version apparently, and maybe with an additional Joker scene. Oh, okay. Interesting. A little film noir. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> sure. I don't know I'm, if that cut needs black and white, though. Um, it might, to be fair, it actually might hide some stuff <laughs> that really bugged the hell out of me. We're not there yet, though. No. But sure, why not? But you my, forgot to mention there are time codes at the bottom. Oh, there are time codes if you want to jump around. Yes. But my favorite part of this thing is they're calling it Justice is Gray, which is very funny to me because Zack Snyder is really into Ayn Rand. Like, his production company is like Atlas Productions. And that whole bag is all about objectivism which is all things in black and white so the idea of him having a movie called justice is gray i'm like i feel like he didn't pick that title no probably not that's not the objectivist way no it's i thought justice was blind oh there is that statue yes that we stand on correct but yeah sure why not i overall i kind of like the mad max version of I've, I've watched both of the kind of black and white ones recently that have been done between Mad Max and Logan. Logan, I don't think it adds anything. Mad Max, with the exception of a couple of shots, I think it actually makes it look kind of cooler. Well, I haven't watched that movie in like a year and change. I gotta watch that again. I love that movie. It is a, it is a very metal movie. Well, that's, they call it like the black and chrome edition. Wow. There was a lot of chrome. Versus Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut, Justice is Grey, but not like in the objectivism way. No. Just monochrome. You got thoughts. Also, this week it was announced the another DC movie is added to the slate. Oh, is it now? Our Man. Who the hell's Our Man? Our Man is a Silver Age hero. I think he's currently on like two different. He like he was on Legends of Tomorrow and he's on Star Girl, which I haven't. I fell off Legends and never seen Star Girl. He's an old Silver Age hero who pops some pills and gets superpowers for an hour. So uh, he, that's a real good message to kids. So he wears an hourglass around his neck to remind him how much time he has. Oh, hour, H-O-U-R. Yeah. Not he, hour is in O-U-R. No. Hour, oh. it's, I really can't pronounce the H. I can't be like, Hour, Hour, man. Hour, Hour, man. Hour, man. Damn English and its homophones. But yeah, Hour, man. Rex Tyler. It's a cool name. It's better weird, than Hour, man. Weird super. Does it have to be a specific pill or does he just take any, like if he has like, a little headache, a little ibuprofen, and then all of a sudden he's impervious to pain? No, I think he takes... It's specific superhero drugs. Because that's exactly what kids need to like see or hear. Like, oh, that man just took some superhero pills. Let me, you know, try some. 
that happens like every so often. Like there's always these reports of like, oh, the one I think it was like when X-Men Origins Wolverine came out, there was like multiple examples of um kids injecting mercury into their system because they are th- like drinking mercury because they thought it would give them adamantium. That's how adamantium works cuz adamantium isn't real. Or kids like taking pills because they think it'll turn them into the Hulk. There are always those always those stories are out there. Yes. So yeah, this one um it's so why are you like why make a movie I don't know he's about a superhero who pops pills to get powers he's not even D list he's below D list hero feels like there's some other ones you could have picked up along the way yeah our man not so much oh unless you like give it like an Ant Man slant of like doing it as a comedy. Oh, because popping pills is so hilarious. Well, I mean, that really fits with the DC universe. He's just going to be like in a gutter, uh, popping pills and crying to himself. Again, real humorous. Yeah. <laughs> it's the requiem of a dream of superhero movies. Can't wait. Is it really? Well, it's only been announced, so no. Yeah, exactly. There's not much more than that, but that's my that's my pitch. Make it requiem for a dream. Wow. <laughs> the most depressing movie. It's a, Yeah. But yeah, I don't care at all about this. Nope. <laughs> not even a little. But sure, why not? Black Widow, some potential backtracking from the shareholders meeting from, what was it, just last week? Maybe two weeks ago? Really? Of saying that the movie was coming out exclusively in theaters no matter what in May. Now they're saying, eh, maybe not. Maybe it will be a, this is a quote, last minute decision about how it's going to be distributed. Well, that's that's not good. But I don't know. I mean, who knows what the vaccination numbers are going to look like at that point. They'll be better. But I don't know. They're going to be good. I mean, I don't know what it's... I know our state is starting to spike again. Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. People are getting lax and it's going back up. People are feeling a little too comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I may or may not have my first dose by then. I think that you're going to be eligible shortly. Well, eligible, but so is everyone else, so it's going to bottleneck. Well, get ready to hit refresh a million times. And Yeah, I know. I believe in you, Zach. You, well, can, you can do it. We'll see what happens, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'll even have my first shot by then, so I would prefer just to see it at home. I hope they go that way. I'll pay 30 bucks. It's not that different from what I would pay at a theater anyway. It's true. I'll bring over the I'll bring over popcorn. But yeah, between like getting a popcorn and like paying for a ticket for me and my wife, like we're already over 30 bucks. I'd rather do it at home. Yeah, I'll bring over popcorn and Twizzlers. <laughs> of course, the Twizzlers. Yeah, I haven't had Twizzlers in forever. Because <laughs> you haven't been to a movie. That's true. You're Maybe tw- I'll buy some Twizzlers today when I go to the store. <laughs> Your Twizzler Haven. I do love Twizzlers. I, I don't know. I hit different at the movie theater. I'd rather have it at home, but we'll see. Diamond Comics, uh, as DC has split from them, says they will not be distributing their DC's free comic book day title, but they welcome its their participation. Huh. It's like, oh, that's kind of pissy. I mean, they're not really making a ton off of free comic book day titles. We're a year into your uh, not having the store, too, aren't we? Yeah, it's a bit over. Wow. Are you glad you don't have to participate in Free Comic Book Day anymore? Yeah, I didn't really like Free Comic Book Day because... It wasn't free to you. (laughs) I had to limit it. I had to start limiting people, like, after the first year, like, the second year. But just because people would come in, like, pick one of everything and just leave. So I had to be like, look, if you... I had to, like, yeah, you can pick up, like, I think I said, like, five titles. But if you want... If you're actually buying something, then, you know, kind of go nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a big pain in the ass. It's not free for the retailers. My favorite was is there was a guy we um the you know we went I met you for like drinks or something. We were having dinner with these people, and, and the guy was like, "Man, if I could do anything to like help local businesses, I'll do it." And he was one of those guys who came in, picked one of everything, and fucked off. I'm like, eh, you're so full of shit. But yeah, it's just this weird little 
quippy situation of who knows what's going on. I mean, Diamond's spiraling. DC is doing weird things. Uh, yeah. Not as weird as the tentacle porn we watched last week on the, or read last yeah, week. So we didn't watch anything. <laughs> no. But yeah, it's just, while I don't like Diamond having a monopoly and they don't anymore, I also, there's a point where this fracturing I think is going to be hurting the industry at the same time and not having things kind of being consistent, simpatico. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's good for the industry. I don't know what is. I think it's a very screwed up <laughs> business. Yeah. It's just constantly not falling apart. That's that's what comics is. <laughs> Whatever. But speaking of comics, let's move on to our very first segment of putting our cap on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, I don't know if I like that way that you're saying it. Is that, that it for news? Yeah. Oh, okay. We only did the show a couple days ago. That's a good point. <laughs> the news only builds up so fast. You don't want to put a cap on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I don't, I'll put a feather in the cap and we'll... Yeah, no. I also keep on pantomiming putting some kind I, of I hat on someone you, every time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I put I a cap on them. We've got to come up with a better... We're putting a cap on Falcon and the Winter Soldier How about a episode recap? That's, that's the play. Yeah, but recap is better. Putting a cap is like ending it. You're, you're stopping it. You're putting a top on it. You're, it's over. But it then, just started. But then you have to emphasize kind of like doing a recap. Oh. It sounds dumb. We're going to wing <laughs> this recap. Oh, we're going to wing it all right. All right, let's do it. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very it was ex it was exposition. That's what it was. Yeah. It was a forty five minute expository expository. I, there we go. Expose it expository. That's the one. <laughs> expository, not good. Expository, better. It's not that I didn't like it, but yes, this is a it's very much we're being it's an act one story. We're being introduced to the world. We're getting the characters where they need to be. Establishing what's going on, who's where, and what's happening. The opening happened. scene is pretty fantastic. Oh, the fight? Yeah. Yeah. Tons of action. I mean, we knew this from WandaVision already, but we like we know that money, you know, spare no expense. Oh, to, yeah. To steal a phrase. But yeah, they're putting serious cash into this, and that's definitely the best um, Falcon action that we've seen so far. Yeah, establishing that Sam is more than capable of being the new Captain America. I really like that like they've done an honest effort to keep on trying to expand working within the restrictions of it's just a guy with wings and mm-hmm. like trying to make that as interesting as possible. Yes. Because just flying not that interesting, but they keep on adding to his bag of tricks without breaking what you think would be possible. Like the Red Wing. Yeah. Which in the comics is just a falcon. They have a telepathic connection. Oh, this is metal <laughs> laser shooting. Just dr- little droid out for murder. Because boy, they kill a lot of people in that opening scene. Oh my god. I was going to say. <laughs> it's a real, like, Sam is a mass murderer. In he this. kicks a guy out of an airplane. Then he leaves the airplane. Then, like The airplane got to crash in like something, into something, and killed more people. He destroys a ton of helicopters, kills a lot of people with him and his little drone. Yes. He just, and there's no repercussions for his killing of things or people. Non-alcoholic seltzer, by the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Caffeine-free as well. Calorie-free, rather. We drink so much less on the show than we used to. It's true. Well, I mean, I think that's how we survived the early shows. <laughs> They're like, oh, we'll be entertaining if we drink. Wrong. The, the opening sequence is very excellent. Uh, more into the Sam stuff. I always get... We don't. We certainly don't have a ton of backstory into Sam, so it's like it's totally reasonable that he has a family. But I always feel like when TV shows or like long-lasting movies add in like 
the sibling you've never even heard of in passing. Yes. It always feels a little contrived to me, although there's no reason to think that he wouldn't have a sibling. He's like, this is where all my history and energy is, but <laughs> it's like, yeah, but we've never heard of... But there's like, granted, I think the sister says, like, yeah, you've been away. Well, I mean... I don't know. It's, yeah, he it's was just always, It's always a little hang-up for me, but it's not a big deal. How much do you think Don Cheadle costs to be in this episode? I don't know. I feel like they're going to be setting up his show, Armor Wars. Yeah. I feel like I have no idea. Like, back in the day, like, in not... We had a good idea of what everyone's contracts were, not necessarily. I mean, we knew some of what they were getting paid. Like, we knew that they messed up royally with Downey, and he was on a movie-to-movie contract. Yeah. And cost an insane amount of money. But we, the other ones, we know that, like, they were on a six-pitcher deal. They were on a five-pitcher deal. They were on, in, like, Sam Jackson's case, like, a nine-pitcher deal. I have no idea what anyone's contract is anymore. No. Which, I mean, also, to be fair, not my business. I think, yeah, it is <laughs> tremendously not your business. But it was always out there for a while, and then th- things got expanded. Like, Chris Evans was like, I'm never doing, if like they get a cameo, that counts as one of my six. And then he did a cameo, and then he also did another movie, and then he did another cameo. All for the money. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what people are costing these days or what. We basically know that Downey priced himself out. Yes. And he's richer than God now. Uh, well, I mean, he's certainly up there on the short list. Yeah. I love seeing Don Cheadle, though. Did you notice underneath his pants, like, they didn't have, like, the exterior, like, the, like braces, legs, yeah. But underneath, you could see, like, these hints of lights where the braces would kind of be, like, at the joint, so that yeah. he still has them under there. They're just, it's progressing. Yeah, I liked that. I thought that was a cool little detail. I knew he was in the show. I didn't know he was going to be in the show, like, right out of the gate. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, he's here. <laughs> hey, remember me? <laughs> I was Rhodey. I still am, I guess. I thought it was, there was some interesting, like parts to like when sam's going to get the loan he's like i was blipped i was like i was gone for five years and the banker's like yeah well like how does the bank like you gotta think about that like knows you have no source of income for the last five years because i was dead it does feel like a loophole that some institutions would take advantage of but yeah it's also one of those things i never unless it's like part of the character like a peter parker we're like oh he's struggling financially the rest of the time, I don't really want to think about how these people are making money because it doesn't make sense. Also, the fact that he's like, here's evidence of a bunch of government contracts. I feel like that's breaking like some top secret stuff. Well, the thing that I hated that he did is like, do I know you? He's like, did you play for LSU? He's like, nope. And then he just like does kind of a chicken wing and flaps his wrists. I'm like, ah, yeah. it's like one Stallone. If like you get a selfie with Stallone, he'll do, like punch you in the chin. Like, yeah, even like the Rocky Balboa. He's like, this is very popular, but. The falcon has to tuck his arms in like a little chicken and flap his wrists, and that's yeah. what he has to do for selfies. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Yeah. Here's some interesting, like, really want to know more about where they're going to go with, with Bucky. I liked how they're kind of exploring, like, how he's coming to terms and coming to peace with, like, the things, the really, really bad things that he <laughs> he's did. He's not really coming to peace. He has severe PTSD, apparently. Yes. As you would. But the, uh, the scene with his, years. with his therapist was really good, I thought. Yeah. And, I didn't love how some of that scene was shot. Like, the extreme close-ups, like, I understand what we're going for here thematically, but it was just ugly to look at. Mm. That's nitpicking, though. Yeah, and the least surprisingest thing of ever... The uh, the guy that he was having sushi with ended up being like, you know, that was it's pretty a, clear right away. Like, oh, I got tricked by that. You did? Yeah, I assumed that was like because what we, 
like what we saw on um, like an age of Ultron of Steve hanging out with a bunch of world war two vets. I thought that's what Bucky was doing. No, I, as soon as he had said, you know, my son, like I put two and two together. I felt smart. No, I got that one. Totally got me. Yeah. Just like how he reacted. Like when he said, you know, my son was a contractor and I'd like, you know, don't even know how, I, how or why he died. Like, and you could see Bucky's facial expressions. You'd be like, yep, son of a bitch. It was him. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed the Bucky stuff overall. And, I mean, I feel he definitely had less to do in this episode, which is fine. I mean, we're going to get six episodes. Yeah. We'll see what's coming. But the introduction of John Walker, who looks so dorky. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's hard to do a good Captain America suit. Like, some are better than others. That one's so dorky of new Captain America. What's he from? What's he doing? Oh, I should mention this, by the way. Crap, and now I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Sam's military friend. He becomes the Falcon. He became the Falcon a couple of years ago. Oh. When Sam became Captain America. He was an Inhuman. I don't think he's going to be an Inhuman in this. Oh. Or he might be. I don't know. That's what he was. He was an Inhuman who had, like, legitimate, like, wings and, like, big, big old bird eyes. Like, real wings? Yeah. Wow. Like, Ooh. come out of his arms and big, gross bird eyes. Yes, the chi- yes, the chicken flap. Okay. Thank you. Just making sure. He'll probably strap on the wings at some point during this, would be my guess. When yeah. he's not getting his head kicked into the ground. Also, can we talk about that Sam just gave up the shield to the Smithsonian? Like, how much that is worth? The amount of vibranium in that shield? Like, the actual cost of it? It the belongs value in the museum. It? They have top men on it, Zach. Top men. <laughs> well, they took it out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and they um, gave it to Whitey. Now, how deep do you think Marvel is going to lean into some of the political stuff? Because uh, John Walker is a very staunch conservative and might have different ideals than some of the other characters. And also we are going to definitely be dealing with at least, I think they have to at least tangentially mention that like, yeah, there's kind of a race thing here. How hard do you think Marvel's going to lean into that? I don't know. My guess is not very. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say uh, uh, touch a hot stove real quick. Oh, that burns. Maybe not. I've touched a hot stove real quick and it left a mark. Exactly. (laughs) Like real bad. It was a spiral. Well, spiral I mean, on my hand for a while that's you branded yourself it sucked i can't imagine that it felt good <laughs> i didn't know it was on was it not glowing red not yet it had only been on for a couple seconds oh. or maybe like it was i just went to lean and whew, hot yeah did you swear oh uh, yeah they gave me vicodin but i'm not convinced that they just didn't give me a placebo because that didn't cut anything how old were you uh that was two weeks ago no i was gonna say like eight nine between eight and ten years ago. Oh wow, that sounds painful. Yeah, it sucks. I don't, I don't wish that upon anybody. No, but well, yeah, we'll see. Like where he's gotten his superpowers from. Like if it's a some kind of super soldier thing, or if there is potentially an inhuman thing in here. Uh, traditionally, he was given. I think his powers came from like some other like evil organization that made him like super strong, like stronger than Steve. But we'll see. Hmm. We might be covering his origin here in the next uh, six-ish weeks. I I almost guarantee that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, usually it's usually how it goes. Mm. Not a ton, and also I hate every commercial for everything ever when they're using pull quotes because I swear to God it's the same lines every time. Like you'll be on the edge of your seat, breathtaking. Blah. It's all it's all the same crap every time. Action packed. I'm like it wasn't action packed. There was like there's five minutes of action <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, there's that, and then a guy gets his head kicked in. Yeah. End of action. Brutally. I get, and I guess a flashback where Bucky shoots some people. Bucky messes some people up in that. I really hate pull quotes because they're always the same. Well, I mean, they're, they're supposed to be attention. What do you want me to say? Get ready for mediocrity. 
<laughs> like, well, like most stories, they need to set the table first. Yes. <laughs> Don't expect much in the first episode. I mean, if we're comparing it to like WandaVision, I'm I'm more grabbed by this when I than I was the beginning of. Well, WandaVision. they have less issues. They have less um, episodes to get to work in. But roughly the same amount of time. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like episodes are twice as long. Yeah. Or depending on your episode of WandaVision. But yeah, overall, decent enough. I mean, I'm going to watch all six episodes. So, yeah. All right. And then moving on from like, now that we've put a cap on Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's time for this week in movie history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in movie history. This one is actually a week, but still only a few things of interest happened. Okay. But that's okay. Starting in 1940, Rebecca was released. What was she being held back for? Yeah, this one is a, it's not like top tier Hitchcock, but it's like definitely that second tier. Okay. It's an excellent, excellent movie that it's not up there with like your, you know, North by Northwest or your birds. Yeah. Bird psycho vertigo that kind of stuff but this is like that tier right below those big titles it's an excellent movie i highly recommend it it's a little bit of a thriller maybe there's some intrigue maybe there's some murder because it's a thriller a new wife she marries rich she's smart but the first wife rebecca looms large in the house like her room is kept the same there's a big old portrait of her there's a big r in the moon is the moon mine now was there murder i like the thought well you'll have to find out it's like it's like my moon now. I own it. Yeah. It's like, is it real? Is it not? Is it a breakdown? Psychological thriller. It's great. I really like Rebecca, so highly recommended. It's not like super, like I said, it's yeah. second tier Hitchcock, but still really freaking good. I don't have a lot to say on this one. I just thought this was an interesting fact. Okay. In 1941, uh, Jimmy Stewart was inducted into the U.S. Army, and he was the first movie, like major movie star to go into World War II. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't have a lot to say on that. I just thought that was kind of an interesting factoid. That's very interesting. I like it. Thank you. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of uh, yeah. a ton of people ended up obviously going into World War II, but yeah, he yes. was he was the first. I don't know what he did. I don't look into it further than that. He was in the army. What he did in the army, don't know. And then in 1970, this week, the very first San Diego Comic Con happened. What, 1970. Wow. Yeah, it was just some comics creators and some retailers with long boxes. And the rest is history. The way it should be. <laughs> Because I'd go to that show, but boy, would I not want to go to San Diego. I mean, we'll see what it looks like post-COVID, but pre-COVID. No? I know. No interest at all. Okay. Too big. Like Getting into shows can... No. No, no, no. Okay. I, I mean, I trust you. And then jumping forward to 2016, five years ago. Oh, uh, Batman v <laughs> Superman came out. It did. It premiered. Plus the... Uh... Debut of Editor's Note Comics podcast. <laughs> oh, I suppose, yeah. You're right. History. Yeah, the the bigger event of the two. I don't think it was. I feel like we've had better staying power. Are you kidding? We don't have rabid fans. Oh, sure we do. They're called Edheads. <laughs> uh, short week, but that is what happened this week in movie history. So from asking if you bleed... To LeBron being injured for the first time. Oh, no, you can do better than that. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. It's March Madness. <laughs> I wanted to take a Batman v Superman line. Fine. Find me a Martha in sports. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. <laughs> By off the top of your head, you got your phone out. Yes. Let's see. Famous Martha's in sports. Uh, I guess you're oh, fine. 
So from finding out if Superman bleeds to LeBron James being injured for the first time in his career, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Yeah, LeBron, high ankle sprain, yada, yada, yada. Big deal. It's March Madness. It is, that is a big deal. This is the first time he's been, like, got sustained a major injury in his career. Listen, I'm also 36, and I've sustained multiple <laughs> major injuries. But, I mean, injuries later in your career can become more devastating. Oh, tell me about it. I have a hard time getting out of bed some days. I mean, Anthony Davis has been out for over a month. Now LeBron's out. The Lakers are going to be seriously hurting here. And who knows what the recovery for both of them really looks like. So it just kind of feels like one more check in the box of the Nets are going to win. But at least they're not the Celtics. I don't know what's happening. Just remember, uh, Brad Stevens says he's not going anywhere. He is now a full purebred mass hole. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. It's... It's real bad. <laughs> Speaking of real bad, let's talk about March Madness and some of the brackets. ESPN, their brackets, they lost all chance of a perfect bracket quicker than they have in any NCAA tournament in history. Well, there was the number two seed losing to a 15 Ohio State, seed. Yeah. Insane. That was part of it, but there were still perfect brackets after. They were like going into last night, there were like 10 or like eight or 10 perfect brackets. No longer after Texas lost or Texas Tech. Texas, Texas. I've only watched one game so far. I'm going to watch a game tonight, but yeah, I'm, I haven't been as into it as I have been in past years. It's weird. I mean, one of the colleges I went to is in the tournament, so I'm watching them. But, Rutgers. I yeah. think I picked Rutgers to win their game. I picked them to win the first one, but I picked even though I want I picked them to lose tonight. So we'll see how that goes. Already had a first round game canceled because of COVID. Oregon advanced in a no contest. What are you going to do? There's not nothing time. they can't no, <laughs> yeah. no. You don't have the luxury of rescheduling. Not the not the first time. Did you see the controversy? I mean, it was um, controversy is the right word. Did you see the all the posts on social media about the difference between the men's and women's tournaments? Yeah, that's venues? In, that's interesting. Yeah, that's not the not a good look for the I NCAA. have a better gym in my basement than they have. They had one rack of dumbbells that didn't even get up to like twenty five pounds, maybe. Yeah, it's. In, I was looking at them like I got a way better setup down here. Oh yeah, the catering for the men. I mean, it's like. Yes, the disparity, I mean, there's there's a lot screwed up with the NCAA. Yes. It is a, as with so many, it is a very flawed system. Oh, tremendously flawed. But just saying like, oh, we didn't have the room is such a weak-ass answer. I mean, they certainly have the money. Unbelievable, ungodly amounts of money. It's one of those, it's very much like snake eating its own tail, like, well, the women's program isn't as popular, but then we're also going to put no effort into, like, building the brand. Like, exactly. Yeah, of course. Like, if there's no effort, and we've clearly seen that women's sports, like, can be successful. Look at the U.S. soccer team. Look at tennis. Mm -hmm. Like, And there's really good teams in the NCAA women's tournament, too. You there's get the right... Big names that have come through there. Yeah, you put the right effort behind it, and yes, women's sports can more than succeed, but... Yeah. Also, that it's like a tremendous Title IX violation. Unbelievable Title IX violation, if you really think about it. Couldn't tell you. Don't know what that is. Title IX is for equity in sports. Ah. So pretty much if it's available to male athletes, it needs to be something comparable. needs to be available to female athletes. So like if you are an educational institution and you offer like men's basketball, you need to also offer women's basketball or something comparable. Gotcha. Which there, I mean, would be. <laughs> like that's like, if you think about it, I'm like, I, so I, that's like, I can't think about it. Like a school that has like a, a football program either has to open it up to female participants or 
Uh, have it so then that's like where you have you know field hockey and football are kind of the complementary sports in the gotcha. fall season. Baseball, softball, track is co-ed, but I mean there's other other deal. I mean that's the watered super super watered down you know Reader's Digest layman version of Title Nine. My bracket's doing okay. I haven't checked mine. It might be used to start a fire at some point. <laughs> we'll see. Who do you have winning at all? Uh, Gonzaga. Nah, which I, yeah, me too. Which I know is a very uninspired choice but whatever you know what i want to get at least one game right <laughs> i was excited to see Rutgers win though because they haven't been in the 38 years and i transferred out of there but you know i still got a soft spot in my heart for them also yes. just a soft spot in my heart yes you do in your <laughs> cinder of a heart i can't try to think of any other immediate pressing sports reports nope yeah, the patriot stuff was all last week yeah we never talked about the johnny damon stuff it's a little past now, but... Oh, the uh, OUI? <laughs> yeah. I mean... Don't drink and drive, kids. There you go. That's that's all the discussion point is. <laughs> and also, take the Mel Gibson model, and when you're getting arrested, stop saying stupid things. Yeah, well, I think less is more in that case. <laughs> that right to remain silent. Take it. Yes. Take that right. It's It should be a requirement, <laughs> not a right, a requirement. Anything else happening? No, not that I can think of. Just March Madness in full swing. All right. Here we are. We've arrived. <laughs> this is what this show has been building towards. Five so, years. <laughs> five years building to this moment. And you're about to be severely disappointed. <laughs> like for the for the crescendo, you're, you know, it'll be about the same as what it usually is. Yeah. I think you're building this to be up building this up to be way more than it really is. I gotta take out my different notes. Good idea. You know what's funny about when uh watch this movie? What? I because we started watching like eight, it was basically like eight till midnight. There was like half an hour I was in and out, and then I got up and I was fine. But then my wife also missed like the last half hour. So yesterday we had to go back and watch like one more hour oh. for like the half hour I missed of the half hour. So she you fell missed. asleep for a half an hour? I was in and out. I was as well, actually, truth so, be told. So I had to go back and rewatch that half hour yesterday, and then just finished up my wife's half hour too. So. I think it was the, I think I fell asleep during the Age of Heroes. So I've seen um, this movie. More than once. One and a quarter times? <laughs> yeah. But here we go. It's time to discuss the Snyder Cut, or Zack Snyder's Justice League, even though it definitely was before, because it's the same movie. But let's dive in. Uh, play a theme. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. Here we go. Four hours. Yes. And I'll tell you what. It takes a special kind of movie to piss me off in under a second. <laughs> really? When they opened with that band, like, keeping with the director's vision. Like, if you wanted to keep with his vision, you just want to let him do it the first time. Like, the movie is being presented in a 4-3 aspect ratio. I'm like, And I knew they were doing it, but the fact that they just put up this little bumper ahead of time, I was like, ah. So, did you not like this movie? Let's take things I say. It will get, it will get there. Okay. But that was so, and it pissed me off so fast. Like, were my parents right for keeping their big boxy TV and never upgrading to widescreen? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, boy, that just, just calling it out, like treating it, uh, I forget all the... It made it feel like a TV movie, like this, this movie has been formatted to fit the screen and run in the time allotted. Well, there's... I'm not, I don't one. I don't remember all of them. Two. I don't want to go through all of them. But there's basically seven. I think it's seven schools of film criticism, like how you look at a thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the big ones is the auteur theory, where you're like looking through it strictly from like 
which I think is the dumb way to look at movies for the most part, like from like, it's the director and like, it's just everyone kind of doing his thing on down, which I think is one of the stupidest ways to look at movies. It sounds foolish. Director is definitely wildly important, but it's not a one man operation. So I'm not a big fan of the auteur theory. And so looking at this, like to keep with his artistic vision, like, uh, great. I don't, Again, this is stupid. If you were keeping this artistic vision, you would not have let let what happened to the movie happen to the movie. Something that really shocked me about this movie, it's the same movie, which shouldn't surprise me, but with the exception of the end, it's just kind of the same thing. I thought there was more world building in it, though. I thought there was... There's, it, it there's was the more, same, and it's longer, but... There was the same arc to the movie, but like we were able to really dig into some different things. We also lost the best Green Lantern movie ever. No, they were still in there. Like, for a little bit, but not as much as they were. I mean, not that they were really highlighted the first time around. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, um, there are a couple of scenes that were lost that I l- liked, and there's some stuff in here that I was shocked weren't reshoots. Like, one of the biggies being, like, Lois going to Clark's like, you smell good. Did I not before? I'm like, oh, thank God, this fucking scene made it in twice. <laughs> That's what we really needed. Is this a joke? Is it, It's not good dialogue. You smell good. <laughs> also, who keeps a pregnancy test in a drawer? I'm who, sure a lot of people do. No, who pees? No, people will keep unused ones in a drawer. But who pisses on a stick and then puts it in their bedside table? You hear that? It's the sound of several people clicking off the podcast because you've alienated them. Who does that? I don't know. I've That's never. Insane. Well, it is. You don't pee on a stick and then just put it next to your bed. For safekeeping. Well, I'm gonna go home and clean uh clean next to my bed now. <laughs> clean your I feel sticks atta- off. I feel attacked. Sorry. But yeah, the movie is it's the same movie. It's the same arc. They just get there in a different way, I feel like. Not really. They don't really get there any different way. Uh, let's go through it a little bit slower though. Um there's still I like the structure of this because it felt like it was a true like when you think about a, a run, like a big comic story arc, this had like the six or seven segments to it, and it felt like it was different issues of a comic in a in a run or an arc. Some of the, I mean, it didn't make sense to me visually. Like Superman lets out this scream that's going everywhere. Like the scream is so powerful, we can literally see the sound waves. It's so powerful, and we can see the sound waves, and yet it doesn't affect the environment at all in any way, shape, or form. It was just the Kryptonian yell that let the mother boxes know that hey, he's dead. If we can see that and we can see it passing over like the earth and into space, then it should affect the environment, oh, slightly. Like Let's birds say. should chirp and fly away, leaves should rustle, your something. tea your tea should shake. But I guess that kind of brings me into a um, something else about this movie that, very supr- that surprised me a lot. This movie still looks unfinished. It's hideous. I c- like, there's so little, there's some scenes that are done on sets, but so much of this is on green screen and with unfinished compositing. The scene on Themyscira, especially, every shot is unfinished, and it's ugly. Well, it's so ugly to look at. We also said that about Wonder Woman eighty four. The stuff in Themyscira early, the CG was not good. Yeah, the just the compositing wasn't done. And if we dumped an extra seventy five mil into this, this was before this even happened. This was already the most expensive movie of all time, plus an extra seventy five mil, and it looks unfinished. And even the stuff that's closer to being done, the, which is why I was saying, like, maybe actually doing the black and white will help hide some of this. It looks flat. Like, nothing... And Zack Snyder's a very visual storyteller, but the shots just don't have depth to them. They look so flat. Like, I think one of the flatter ones is, like, when Superman comes back, and, like, three of them rush him. 
And that that image is just Yeah. I so visually, for a guy who is more of a visual storyteller, I do not like the way this movie looks. Like I don't care about like the aspect ratio. I you know, it took a couple of minutes, but I I got I just you, know, you got over it. Yeah, I stopped noticing it. But I never got over just how ugly this movie was. Okay. This big gray ugly like composited blob of a movie. By the way, I do have good things to say. I was going to say <laughs> we're just we're, we're hitting some of the stuff early. Wow, you're getting the the crap burger out of the way quickly. Why was that Icelandic woman sniffing Aquaman's sweater? What a creepy ass shot. Um, do I smell good? <laughs> we know that he has some odor to him. That scene was still weird because it's still just like him being like, "Bruce Wayne, you're a big old bat." <laughs> like, oh, we're it's, still we're still just yelling that. Yeah. Just in this middle of this community. Secret identities. Where they also understand English. We established that. They speak Icelandic or whatever they speak in Iceland, but they also understand English. Mm. I mean, classic movie trope. Uh, Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, One that I was surprised that wasn't a reshoot thing, because we even got a lot of crap for, like, the objectification of, like, women in this. Like, very early on, there's an upskirt shot of Wonder Woman. I'm like, huh, not a reshoot. We all we just get that same upskirt shot. Yes, but you also don't have the flash going headfirst into her chest. No, that was cut. But even like the Amazons, going back to that Themyscira scene, like like the women that they got for some of that in there, like they're bodybuilders and they look great. But at the same time, showing like I didn't know that they got like big old six packs. But at the same time, showing your midriff isn't great armor. No, that's it's bad. In fact, it's no armor at all. Also, to the women in there, like the because the mother box has been sitting dormant for like thousands of years, and they have like a hundred people in there, just staring at it. Is that all they do all day? Just look at that thing. I'm like sure 100 they take people? turns. They like shifts. Like you know. But still, feels I feel like one could do that job. They have like a hundred. <laughs> well, if it opens up quickly and there's only one person, you got to have a hundred ready to go. Although it didn't seem to matter. How, uh, what did you think about? I'm just yelling at things. What did you think about that Wonder Woman opener? Oh, where she comes in and saves the day from the kids, and the unnamed terrorist group is looking to just blow up four city blocks. And... <laughs> where she's also there just to kill people. And oh, all... she slays people in that. It, again, ugly, ugly scene. It looks so bad. I just, I did not care for the visuals. Like her sped up stuff looks so wonky, and everything is just so seen. Uh, she's kind of like slide walking, stopping the bullets as he'd click the gun over into like full automatic thirty round clip, and just unloads. I thought that scene. To be fair, I did actually have like legitimate like tension in that scene. Like I thought that they were going to kill some of those kids. Yeah, and but they, they, they didn't. They didn't ultimately, which is nicer. Good, but, good call. But I did going into it. I didn't think that all the kids were going to make it out of it. So. Good job building tension in that scene. Mm. Even though it's hideous. <laughs> it's just a line. I have no way into this. It also wasn't my joke, but I told I would give my wife credit. Oh, okay. When they're at Themyscira. You know, for an isolated island, they sure, they sure got a lot of mascara. And then my wife just quietly to herself, she goes, Themascara? Well, good for her. <laughs> okay. Well played. I didn't even... I feel like she stole that joke from me, even though it wasn't my joke. Like, that's my level of bad pun. Well, I mean, you are married and you've spent time together, and she's had to tell you to return dollars, $50 bills, and parking lots to the service counter. But I will give her credit for the joke of. I feel like you're better off for her, not the other way around. (laughs) Yeah, probably. So, what did you think, too, about the the Temple of the Amazons and the the Arrow of Artemis or whatever it was? It's like I didn't know stone was flammable. Yeah, it is. Apparently so. Also, like. How quickly Diana gets from wherever she was, like what, like London or Paris to France? She was in France. She was in France to get to Greece that quickly. 
Well, I mean, their economy is collapsing, so I'm sure they were happy for the airfare. Or she just like, well, she hadn't learned how to fly yet. So. No, she has, because this is the 2000s. She learned to fly in the 80s. Oh, that's right. So she could just fly there. Good point. <laughs> she could. Greece got nothing out of this. It's true. Just got a landmark burned. Look at me go. Wee. Um, I'm just hitting up some of the stuff I don't like. Then maybe we'll just get into the stuff that I do. All right. Well, that's a long list. of Is the shorter list on the back the stuff you did like, <laughs> or is it your grocery list? The Flash in general is less insufferable in this yes, version. Much better. He's still insufferable, but much less so. There's not like, what is brunch? Like, that's not a joke. It's not. That's nothing. No. I thought there was a little bit more character to him in this than just like, Ophi comedic relief. Not even Ophi. Like, just over the top, like... He had one of this um, a scene that I had really liked in the original. I don't know what to even call them the theatrical version that I yeah. really liked. That was not in this. There's a scene of they're going into that first battle with Steppenwolf, and he's like, "It's like I'm not a fighter. All I do is I just run and I kind of push people." And Batman goes like, "Just save one." It's like then what? Like you'll know. Like that yeah. was a good, that was a good scene. That's a very good scene. Yes. And that was I was like, ah, that's too bad. But you know, this this wasn't an amalgamation movie. This was a the auteur movie. Yes. But so, I mean, he lost a good scene. I also kind of, when he was in the prison and he just kind of like waves his arm in front of a guy and then he just has a bunch of like shit written on him. Like, yeah. Goofy. I kind of I liked that too. But neither here nor there. He also lost like the stuff of like saving the weird Russian family. and. Well, I mean, the one that you had no emotional connection to that you were just trying to drive out of town. But that was also a scene where we definitely spent too much time building it up. But the payoff joke was good, where he's like, he's so proud that he saved like this one family, and he turns to his right, and Superman's just flying an entire apartment building. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> there was too much setup for not enough payoff. Although I did actually, I liked that gag. Uh, but the Flash was definitely better. Although there was uh, when he saves Iris West. Which also, um, she has been recast. She's going to be Iris in the Flash movie as well. Okay. Which is because it's on the theatrical one is technically the canon one, even though they're about to reset everything. So I don't think it really matters either way. Mm -hmm. But she will be playing Iris West again. But there's this one shot there that just, it's like, was that necessary? Because there's a ton of slow motion in this movie, especially with not even just the Flash stuff, but like whenever he's around, there's going to be slow motion to the point where there's this one shot of just like, a CGI sesame seed like falling to the ground for five seconds. I'm like, is that what that 75 mil went into? The sesame seed shot? That, yes. Thank God. I needed that in my life. We needed that slow motion sesame seed. Yeah. The um also how does the owner of the dog care place like not like think, what the hell just happened? This person is no longer wearing shoes. They broke through my door, now they're sitting with the dogs <laughs> I don't and he have has a window. Yeah. That was also one of those scenes where I just don't think Snyder does comedy well. Like, he's going for a job application. The woman's like, I thought you said you had dog walking experience. Like, no one has ever said that. No. Also, that's not a job you need to go in with like five years prior experience. Massive, massive job hunting and searching faux pas to hand out a, a ripped up, wrinkled resume. That should have gone in with his application, by the way. You know what really bugged me when I was looking? I mean, the very brief amount of time I was looking for a job. My resume formatted online looks all lined up, but then for whatever reason, when you printed it out, the formatting all changed around and it looked all jumbled. That is and frustrating. I, and I didn't know that because I had never printed it. I was like, son of a bitch. That's not, yeah, that's not what you want. Yeah, it was very annoying. I'm like, it, it looks sloppy. I was like, no, and formatted on the screen. It's all. Looks can be deceiving. It's one page. It's perfectly, yeah, whatever. Neither here nor there. No, no. I mean, you clearly got a job, so. <laughs> yeah, other stuff. Here's a weird one. Okay. 
how did Silas get Victor's body? Okay, let's talk about Cyborg. Let's just do that because that's a weird thing for me. It's like, how did he get his mangled body, his one third of a torso into yeah. his lab? That's a great question. Where the hell did he get that? There's a movie there. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Or at least like a 20 minute short. How did we get the corpse out? How is the corpse still alive? How is he still functioning? I think, I mean, he must have been fully dead. Oh, he had to have been. I mean, even though there's like, he's hooked up to like some wires and stuff. We see the mother box bring back Superman and plug a big hole in him. That's a good point. Does that mean Superman has a metal hole in him now? Because Cyborg just came back as all robot. That's, mm, no, no, he's not, no. It seems to be their way for plugging holes is fill it with metal. But Superman just, I guess, got a pass. Well, I mean, he's Kryptonian. Maybe the metal doesn't work. There we go. But yeah, so for all the talk of Cyborg is the heart and soul of this movie, larger role, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go as far as to say he is like the driving force of the movie. But yeah, he gets a ton more play. Yes. And overall, I like and it. And some, some good character development, too. I have a couple of questions with his stuff, and it's not all him. Uh, what, I talked about this before when I, like, I think he's he's a strong actor. I mean, he doesn't he's, has more theatrical experience, but... The thing that um, confused me with him is he has this whole discussion about like the mother boxes aren't good or evil. They're, they just kind of they're are. machines. And then he goes into them and they're like, come play with us, Victor. We can make you whole. Well, somebody like even was it Diana warned him like when you go in there, they're going to try and trick you. But if they're not good or evil, then like then what is this whole thing? We can make you whole. Who's talking to him? Like, what's this force? It can it didn't make sense. What is this? A hor- are these horcruxes from Harry Potter? But. If they're not evil, then why are they suddenly evil at the end? Because they want to form the unity. They want to fulfill their destiny. But then they're just turned out to be like these ugly looking demon things. So it didn't really, it didn't line up at all. No. Also, like, how could they not be evil if they're like being used to form a unity and like destroy a planet? Like, I feel like that's not good. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't buy like these suddenly like sentient like evil things when we were given contradictory information. What about the? Like, how did Cyborg, how did he, like, have a premonition of the future? Like, where did that come from? It feels like everything's Zack Snack Zyder. Whatever. Whatever. Zack Snyder is done here. I mean, you had it in Batman v Superman, where the future Flash comes and warns him that she's the key. Then he, then you get Cyborg with another dystopian apocalyptic premonition. That one was fun. I like seeing the Omega Beams get used from Darkseid. The anti-life equation. Yeah. Sure, why not? Let's talk about the villains. Yes. Steppenwolf has a bit more motivation in this one, which I like. There's a small line about like the, um, he does have a familial connection with Darkseid, even though he's his uncle. Mm-hmm. I don't really like, I didn't really like his design before, and I don't really like him in this one. Like, he's too pointy. Like, I guess, I mean, if he needs to, like, we see him, like, retract the armor. So I guess if he needs to, like, sit on a toilet, he can just, like, retract his pants. You know what the armor reminded me of? Was the destroyer from Thor? Yeah, a bit. I mean, in his original design, he mostly was just like a guy with a goatee and a helmet. It wasn't like a crazy design. See, I could have gotten by with that. Yeah, which is closer to what the theatrical one was. Mm. But I mean, he has slightly more motivation. He also reminded me of a puppy. Like when he sees Darkseid come through, like all that stuff like retracts. I'm like, oh, he's just gone belly up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's like, ah, uh, you're the dominant one here. <laughs> yes master see my belly Mm. but yeah he has more motivation but he's still not that interesting i also thought the boom tube sound effect was hilarious they're called boom yeah they're supposed to be boom tubes not slide whistle tubes yeah 
I wrote that joke down ahead of time. Nice. <laughs> I'm proud of you. But that, yeah, that sound was hilarious. Like that's not booming. No, no, it's like it's a slide whistle. Yeah. Where somebody honk your nose wah, wah, on your way out, like uh, the inclusion of Dark Side. I mean, there was all this hype about him. I swear to God, with like all the trailers they released, we almost saw like every single second of him in the trailers because he's in there for three ish minutes, mm. like of total screen time. It's kind of sad. like Granny Goodness is back there, and she uh, she runs the reeducation pits on Apocalypse. Oh, reeducation, huh? Yeah, you don't say. It's not great. No, um, maybe there's some Nazi imagery there. Yeah, just a touch. No one could, because you were drinking a non-alcoholic seltzer. No one could see your pantomime. Yes, <laughs> but thank you for sharing that with the people. But uh, she doesn't even get a line, so they're interesting to see. But they didn't really add anything. Like, there's a visual element, but there's not more than that. Also, he forgot where the anti-life equation was. Yeah, how do you not remember Earth was the the lost? <laughs> like, how do you not know? Like, yeah, it was that planet. I remember. Yeah, weird. <laughs> oh yeah, that place I lost that had it that. <laughs> um steppenwolf's out sure why not i called that whole scene where like the all the armies went against dark side i was like this is like the opening of lord of the rings redux very much so there's also a really weird line kind of in relation to that where uh wonder woman's talking i forget who she must- even the like the the king of men his crown looks very yeah very bony the wonder woman's talking to i think it must be batman and he's like oh yeah i talked to uh, uh this atlantean she's like oh he must be a hybrid he could speak on land we're not five minutes earlier. We were showing the let them on land fighting, mm. and all the other ones are on land all the time. I'm like, what the fuck was that line? Yeah, it's a good, yeah. It just as it doesn't line up with what you showed me five minutes ago. Uh, nothing. Zeus was kind of cool. Yeah, that was fun to see. Just throwing lightning at everybody. And Ares, the big bad from Wonder Woman, in there. Yeah, fighting for good for still, the moment. Still into goatees. I mean, goatees are good. I supported a goatee for a good part of my. Part of my life. A good port. Good port. Good um, port. Sure, let's do Wonder Woman. About the same? Yeah, not much different. I mean, you have the Temple of the Amazon scene where she goes down and sees like the secret chamber and everything that's happening there. But Yeah, her arc, I guess aside from decapitating Steppenwolf. Oh, she screws him up <laughs> big. That was a shot. It was because they definitely used that um that shot of her in the other movie just minus a body in front of her to cut off. It was also in a million trailers. Yeah. But yeah, she's about the same. She had one weird line where Steppenwolf's fighting. He's like talking to the parody. He was like, get away from her. This one's mine. She's like, I belong to no one. I'm like, I don't think that's what he meant. Yeah. That's a weird line. Like, it's supposed to, I get what you're going for. Not what he meant. <laughs> I belong to no one. Sure. Why not? Also, how he taunts her about like killing all the amazonians he killed yeah like your mother's dead she's like you're a liar i'm like i, I think he is a liar i don't remember that yeah he, <laughs> she's alive the queen is still there best of my knowledge batman boy this movie does a lot of saying like good job batman you really did it all batman when in reality i thought this movie really showed how little batman does and batman. how hard he is to show with these things because he's just like one the suit Unless you're like framing it like him by himself, like looking epically. If you see him like move at all, that I think I don't know if it's the suit or if he's just hard to put in a group setting, but he just looks like a, like a guy lumbering around in a suit without a lot of movement. It just doesn't work in motion around others. Looks like an older Batman. Like he's just kind of like I'm trying really hard to keep up with these legitimate people that have like legitimate superpowers. Or mine is just I'm rich. Where, like, the scene where he's 
uh, like has Barry. He's like he's propping him up. They're running away from the water. He looks so awkward. He's just like slowly hobbling. Like eh, not a great scene. Yeah. Or even him at dawn after the resurrection, which looked bad before, but it still looks bad. I'm like, don't show Batman in the day. No, he's not very much a daytime. <laughs> it's not a good look. Bats come out at night for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, it's just this, I don't know if it's the suit or what, but a lot of the Batman's shots just don't work. And boy, he's useless in all those fights. Yeah, he doesn't do very much. Well, I mean, he does overtake the gun for a little bit. and Yeah, all Batman does in this is get different kind of guns. That's all he does. And drop an F-bomb. Who cares? I don't. It was one of, that was definitely just there to be edgy. Yes. But yeah, he. Um, there was something I thought that was missing from the theatrical version where Batman's like, I'm going to go on the suicide mission. By the way, that scene of him like just getting loaded before the fight, I'm glad that was not there anymore. Yeah, that wasn't actually, <laughs> that was just behind the scenes footage. That was a bad scene and I'm glad it's gone. But he's going for his suicide mission and in the theatrical cut, they're like, no, Batman, you can't. Like, we need to do this together as a team versus this one. He goes like, all right, I'm going on my suicide mission. And they all just go like, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> and they walk away. Moving forward. <laughs> like, huh. No one cared. No. And even, like, just showing, like, how useless he is, like, by himself. Like, there's, like, the one kind of, like, hero shot we see in action of, like, them lining up. It kind of pauses for a second in super slow motion. It's everyone else, like, rushing into battle. And Batman's like, my car's broke. Yeah, oops. (laughs) Look at him. Effective fighter Bruce Wayne. Also, were you disappointed to find out that the My Man was not a reshoot? (laughs) I was surprised, to be honest. My Man. Speaking of things close to that line, like there was a big um, brouhaha around Ray Fisher not wanting to say Cyborg's catchphrase from like the Teen Titans cartoon of Booyah. But in this movie, he says Hell Yeah. I'm like, so you're fine with Hell Yeah, but just going like a hair different to Booyah is really a hang up. I, oh, yeah. I just thought that was weird. Like, it was, it was, Hell Yeah. I'm like, Booyah would have worked fine there. And I don't think it's that different of a line. It really isn't. So I don't know. It was like, all oh, right. You got stuck on that, huh? He what, did. Whatever. You really are out of your mind. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Aquaman. We didn't do him. He gets a little bit more backstory. God, Willem Dafoe looks silly. He looks silly in the Aquaman movie. He looks silly in this. I think yes. it's just he looks silly in the wig. Yeah, the wig is not good for <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Interesting that they kind of cut out some of the like the lasso of truth part where he's sitting on it. And Yeah, that was too bad. That was a funny scene. I yes, like that one. That was good. Yeah, I mean, he gets a little bit more. What's fun? Um, Mira and this has a English accent. She doesn't have that in any other version. Huh. He very much felt like the Thor of the movie. I also don't like Aquaman littering. I think that happened in the theatrical version. At least happened in the trailers. Yes. Like King of the Sea. Take my trash. <laughs> I feel like he would not do that at all. Yeah. It feels um, counterproductive. But I liked him a little bit more. <laughs> I, to be fair, I didn't see him coming up from behind Steppenwolf and stabbing him. That was good. It's like, ah, got yeah, him. He's got a trident. Yeah, why not? Superman. Yeah, so what does he have? Over under 10 lines. Mm, might be a push. Might be under. Did I not before? Does that count as a line? He has over 10 lines, but. I don't. It's barely. Not impressed. If he has lines, it's if it's over 10, it might be 12. He has nothing to do in this movie. Well, very similar to when we said this, the original cut did not have a, the second act was supposed to be getting Superman back that lasted all of 10 minutes. Yeah. But he, yeah, doesn't do There's anything. There's also, again, 
I might, I might add a fair amount of hand waving the fact that like Clark Kent slash Superman is back. Like at the Daily Planet, Clark Kent just shows up for work again. Everyone's like supposed to think this is okay. It's normal. They wrote an obituary on the guy. They had a frigging funeral for him. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's a massive <laughs> amount of hand waving. Like it is. Oh yeah, Clark was really not dead. He just exhumed his body and he just happened to still be alive. Yeah, was that an open casket funeral? I don't remember. It was, I believe. But he shows up even more overpowered than he did in the theatrical version. He, he Nobody touches him in this. I mean, he destroys Steppenwolf with no problem at all. Yeah, and I didn't really like that. Like, one, I don't, like, it kind of eliminates the purpose of everyone else. Like, if he's just there, like, you don't need to be here. You're doing nothing. Yeah. But he was, like, brutal with Steppenwolf. And I know we like played that clip like, from a couple of weeks ago of like him in Justice League of him beating ass on Dark Side, which I like. But he, like, the difference is there wasn't brutality in that. Like this, he is just punching him repeatedly on the Pure ground, rage, cutting off parts of his body. Yeah, the one horn gone. Like that's not. I, this I will say, symbol I, of hope. That's just a psychopath. I did like the scene where he's walking through the Kryptonian ship, and he's like, you're getting all the flashback of Jor El and. Yeah. Jonathan can't just like saying different things and like getting him to remember who he is and what he believes in. And then he chooses the black suit and just absolutely whips up on Steppenwolf. There's no purpose to the black suit in this either. Like the way the comics one works is um, one, it doesn't have a cape, but it's supposed to be like this Kryptonian regeneration suit. And the idea is that he's so damaged and it's black that it's absorbing more sunlight radiation to heal his body up. Okay. With the Hulk is black attracts sunlight. Also, it was the 90s and they were trying to be edgy, but they at least gave it a reason. I did like that shot where he flew up in front of the sun. And he was Jesus? I just liked the fact that he flew up in front of the sun. I was like, oh, I recognize this. He's getting some of that yellow radiation, yeah, yellow sun. Yeah, with his arms stretched out just well, I mean, after you gotta, coming back from the dead. You got to maximize the um, the surface area for the sun. That's what he was doing. No, it's just... Hold your arms down. You're not maximizing your surface area. Weird Jesus Superman imagery in this universe. At least this time he didn't go just talk to a random priest while sitting in front of a stained glass visage. Screwed that word up. Visage. <laughs> Worse. Visage. Uh, yes. Of the Lord. So, you know. Yeah. We're getting better, I guess. <laughs> and then I guess that really leaves uh, the end credit stuff. Well, I mean, what about the the wrap up with Dark Side and the, you know, we'll use the old ways. I mean, this movie really was designed to set up more. Yeah, and I don't like that about it. Like, you know, this is probably your last bite at the apple and you could have wrapped it up. But it just But sets you chose up. to yeah, to like have it be unfinished and inconclusive. I'm like, yeah, you could have done differently. Like, again, Dark Side's like, yep, I'm going to come to Earth and mess stuff up. Sounds a lot like Thanos is like, I'm going to go to Earth and mess stuff up. Well, maybe it would take Dark Side less than 10 years. Yeah. But, but to be fair, it's been five years and he hasn't done anything yet. So That's he's halfway true. there. Yeah. So the end credits. Oh, we didn't even mention Martian Manhunter in the middle of the well, movie. We can talk about him as a whole. Yeah. So what do you want to tackle first? The the nightmare? Yeah. Oh, I guess let's go with the first one of... Because there was all this talk about like Deathstroke and Lex Luthor, yeah, and how like Deathstroke was supposed to break him out of jail, and it was going to be this whole big thing. I'm like, hmm. oh, we just so I guess meet not. him on a boat, yeah. So it's still the same as it was in the theatrical, except they changed a couple of the lines at the very end. From I think we need to start a league of our own to like his name is Bruce Wayne, and I feel like those weren't reshoots. I feel like those were alternates, yeah, because it would feel weird to do reshoot reshoots of those like one 
it'd be such an inconsequential thing. My feel, yeah, my feel is they're alternates, not reshoots, but I could be wrong. Interesting that he would reveal that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Apparently, that is supposed that was supposed to be set up for the Ben Affleck written and directed Batman movie, huh? Which is super dead. Not going to happen ever, ever, ever. No. Well, neither was the Snyder Cut, but here we are. Yeah, I've been wrong before. It's true. Well documented. <laughs> but yeah, the nightmare sequence, which is also obviously a reshoot. And I mean, it works in this scene compared to the next one where Ben Affleck looks like physically much like he's much thinner. He's much healthier mm. in a good like in a good way. He's old, but like he his face, like even under that cowl has a much thinner face. And he clearly came back to do these. Yeah, he did. He did this and then the following scene. Yeah. But he looks physically so different. He's so much thinner in a positive way. Yeah. Like, oh, he yeah, his health is way better. Good for him. So what did you think of the interaction between him and the Joker? Well, it is also well documented that I cannot stand Jared Leto in almost anything. Really hate him. Mm-hmm. Like, perform- I don't know him. I know anything about him. I mean, he seems weird, but that being said. Was like, this not well, a. No, I liked this. It was a great interaction between the Joker <laughs> and Batman. Like, probably the best, one of the best in movie interactions between those two characters. I really liked it. And that was surprising. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, this is really good. <laughs> it's like. Be careful. <laughs> that wasn't being careful. <laughs> yeah, I like. I mean, I like the um, invoking either Dick or Jason. It's unclear. Yeah, <laughs> but what was yeah, the that, man's? What so? What was the man's job that he sent? We don't know. Yeah, but, is that what caused? So, like, the theories are like Batman was supposed to protect Lois, and he didn't. And the manner in which he didn't protect him causes superman to go over the edge well, yes yeah we see that i mean we already knew that anyway we see superman in one of those flash forwards like over like a totally charred like disintegrated body yeah so we can assume that's lois pretty safely but yeah I, I, but all these all of the visions of the future that batman has had have been superman is bad yeah they all i mean i know the joker says something about like alternate realities but let's be like up front these aren't alternate we're all working from the same pot here yeah but I like that even the Joker is like invoking that thought of a multiverse within the DC universe. But I like that. I can't imagine how many alternate timelines you've screwed up because you didn't have the cojones to die. Yeah, surprisingly, you can see. I also, this was like, I'd seen a like thing of it on Instagram, like whatever. But I really like Deathstroke in a mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think it looks cool. It worked. What did you think? Though, like, just because it was edgy, but it's like, when I kill you and I will effing kill you. That that was just a line there to it was just there to be like oh look at this ain't your granddaddy's Batman hey you know what we got the rated we're rated R anyway so might as well have another one I think they only got up to the R rating because they said three F words yeah they're like well we want an F we want the R rating give them another F word in the uh, post credits yeah there we go now it's F now it's R <laughs> a soft R not the hard R soft R yeah because there is the violence in it it's really like an, uh, isn't that crazy like well I mean a couple. of Several people's heads get smashed, and a couple of parademons get impaled. Yeah, but I mean, they're CG alien bugs. Yeah, the violence in here really isn't, like, hyper-violent or anything. Uh, and overall, some of the stuff doesn't add up. It was never going to. Yeah. But as a whole... Um, better, worse, or different? That's the rating, I think, here. Is it better, is it worse, or is it just, just different? It's mostly the same, but better. And I will also say... 50 times better than Batman v Superman, which is still a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't say too many nice things. I would say it's better. And I think it's, 
it's interesting. It kind of makes you think, well, what could have been with this universe? Um, it was certainly dark. It was a dark movie. Yeah, I don't know. There's been so much. There's so much course correction that we. I mean, we saw that the handbrake turn that became the theatrical kind of Justice mm. League. We've seen things change up and down. Who knows? It's impossible to know. And also keep in mind that this would not have been what was released in theaters under any circumstance. No. Because what we would have gotten in theaters, like at max, would have been three hours. Yeah. Like no way a four-hour movie was getting released. Part of the reason we got a two-hour one was to get as many asses in seats as humanly possible. Yeah. To make up for all like how much money this movie costs. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, with that in mind, it could have been cut down even further theatrically. The reality is, is we don't know. Exactly. Like, what are the things that would get cut out of this, maybe? We don't know if the theatrical... I mean, I'm sure it would have been. If the theatrical would have been better if they were given more time to finish it instead of rushing the movie out before the end of the year so the executives could get their bonuses. Yeah. Like, it probably would have been better if more time was given to the retooling. It maybe could have been better originally. Like, we don't really know the ins and outs of the exiting of Zack Snyder. We know some of it, but it's really not our place to gain any information about that no yeah i don't know this is one of the weirdest weirdest movies of all time like the road to get here see i think is fascinating it ended up being better for this format because I, again i still stand by my it felt like a run of comics like it was like a five five or six issue run to kind of have that you know resurrection of superman formation of the justice league at this point arc yeah and i thought that was you know i can see how it would have been a miniseries i feel like it was better that they just dumped it all at once as opposed to like coming out with a couple of uh you know issues or episodes a week i'm glad they just went and said here's all four hours go and enjoy it instead of doing it you know you know what there have been eight weeks or eight episodes probably or however many i think that came down to contract like if you have something be tv versus a movie yeah you have to rework a bunch of stuff so it was just easier to release it as one big slot i'm glad that they did that though it just made it easier to because i don't know if i could have like gone episodic with it i would have been like "Eh." it's like like you said it was the it was in general the same movie just took a little bit of a different path to get there to be fair for a four-hour movie it it doesn't it feels long, but it there were very few instances. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm like, you could trim, you could trim, you could trim. But despite being four hours, it still moved along at a pretty decent clip. Yes. You definitely could trim. And also, I understand a lot of the stuff that was cut when they're like, all right, this is what we have. Make this two hours and make it make sense. I understand a lot of what was cut. Like why I was just like, well, we don't need this. Like, just trim the fat. Yeah. I wonder how much time would be saved in the slow motion alone. A lot. That's an hour right there. See, there you go. Oh, I guess we're also, I mean, like, I know we're setting up Flashpoint, but, so we just did the Superman the movie thing, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go back in time. Oh, I forgot to mention this scene. This blew my mind. I can't believe I almost skipped this. Oh, okay. Thank you. Let me look at my notes. Make sure I didn't miss anything else. Pop quiz. Okay. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> you tell me what movie this is from. Okay. There's a movie of that very annoying trope where characters are coming up with a plan, but with a lot of technical jargon, where they start talking over each other and finishing each other's sentences, and it involves triangulating Batman's satellites to find something that also involves a heated up object. Is this a scene from Batman and Robin with George Clooney, a Snyder Cut Justice League, or clearly this is just a ruse and it's both of them? It's all of the above. <laughs> yeah, or Yes, that's the other one. <laughs> You have a satellite? I have eight. Like, eight. Yeah, so, and, but they're just talking over each other. Like, we need to triangulate the satellites to find this thing and to find the heated up object. And I'm like, 
is this an homage? Like I've seen this scene. Do you remember that in Batman and Robin? Like they're talking yes. over, like, well, if we use the satellites and we triangulate them to Gotham City, we'll be able to thaw the city out. And they're just talking over each other. What's weird about that scene too is like Batman and Cyborg are doing this, and there's this reaction shot of Flash being like, "What the fuck is happening? We, we actually have a plan this time." <laughs> well, it's like, are you reacting to the same thing I'm reacting to? Because like I've seen this scene in a very bad movie. Yeah, now you've seen the scene in a you know mid-level movie. Yeah, but that blew my mind. I was like, it was so similar. I'm like, is are they? Well, clearly the first time that that scene occurred, <laughs> it, it left an impression on you. But I really hate that trope of like talking over each other, like finishing a sentence to create a plan. Yeah, or like finishing each other's sentences. Just let you know, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Wild. Oh, also, yeah. Martian Manhunter's in this movie. I guess he looks pretty good. Yes. <laughs> That's all I have John to say. John's. Yeah, I like that he's been like uh, hiding in plain sight this whole time. That's fun. Yeah. To make sense, hmm, who else could he have been? I like how just relaxed Batman was in that scene, too. <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> he's like, that was a whole mood. Like, I just woke up. I'm tired, and there's an alien on my doorstep. Thanks. You're here for something. What's up? Yeah, what do you want? Oh, you're going to finally come off the sidelines? That would have been helpful, like, you know, a couple of, you know, you know, an hour ago in the movie when everything bad was happening. You're just kind of sitting there watching. What the hell's wrong with you? So would he be the seven from that promo poster from years ago that was Aquaman saying unite the seven? Yeah, probably. <laughs> has the poster come full circle? Certainly something has come full circle. Oh, my God. Well, right. there you go. I'm out of seltzer. We got one more segment to go. So uh, let's let's dive. That's that's Justice League, the Snyder cut. Better than the original theatrical cut. Yeah, but I'm still not in love with it. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'll revisit it eventually. When you have four hours to kill. Which was more than I felt like with the theatrical one. So if you want to put that on the scale. There. <laughs> I will revisit it someday compared to the just first Justice League where I went, I never want to see that again. And you haven't. I did. I saw it twice. Oh, okay. Well, so well, you lied. Well, when I did that, that like big deep dive Snyder Cut episode, I rewatched it for that. Oh, uh, okay. Did a lot of work on that episode. Go real listen to that. See how many things I said were accurate. When I was talking about like things that may have happened in the future. Oh, good point. All right. From there, we're going to move on to letters to the editors. Other questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. This is a part of the show where we answer your questions. And if you want to ha- have your own question answered, you can email in at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. I'd recommend that because I have emptied the bag. This is the last one in there. All right. Fill the bag back up. <laughs> yeah. But this question was sent to us right before Wonder Woman came out. Oh, okay. Wonder Woman-centric question, and right. I <laughs> didn't do it <laughs> for some reason. Oh, wow. Well. It was very timely, and I should have done it. But I'm like, all right, new movie with Wonder Woman in it. It's time to answer this Wonder Woman question. Okay. I'm ready for it. What's up with the invisible plane? It's invisible. I mean, what else? Yeah. Yeah. You well, can't see it. I think the question was, what is the history of it? Okay, fine. What is the history of the invisible plane? Well, this goes all the way back to the Silver Age. Okay. And originally... Silver's not invisible. Originally, she just made it. Her mom had a plane armada. She's like, you need better planes, so I'm going to make this one invisible. Make my own plane. So that's where we start. She's okay. Wonder Woman. Engineer. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> From Themyscira. Yeah. The plane also had some extra bonuses aside from just being invisible. If she needed to get it, it could be summoned with the telepathic connection through her tiara. Okay. As you do. Mm-hmm. Invisibly. It had the ability to go into space. So Wonder Woman. So it's an invisible a- spaceship. Aero <laughs> engineer. Or you could also go into other dimensions with it. But then after Gremlins had done a little bit of tinkering in there, uh, they made it have a personality. So then she could talk to her plane. 
And you can't have Wonder Woman without a little bit of kink because it referred to her as mistress. Uh, you can call like there's a headmistress. Like mistress isn't necessarily just a sexual term. Uh, and the world of Wonder Woman and all the bondage in that whole thing. I'm gonna say a little bit of kink. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, you're welcome to say that. Look, I'm not gonna kink shame your relationship with a plane. No, I mean, you love who you love. <laughs> but that was all pre-crisis. Post-crisis, when the world was reset. Well, you wouldn't think it'd get weirder than gremlins adjusting a plane to have a personality. I mean, I saw some weird stuff in the comic you had me read last week, so I'm <laughs> nothing dom sub relationship. Nothing surprises me anymore. But post crisis, um, yeah, this is nonsense. The plane was originally a morphing crystal, Power Ranger style. A morphing crystal. A morphing crystal. Uh, that's something to certainly think about from an alien race, and it turns out that it could change its shape into any other form of transportation. Oh, so like an uh, invisible car, invisible trolley. This one's also a real one. Horse and buggy. Okay. <laughs> you need an invisible horse and buggy. I respect that. But it turns out this morphing crystal was alive. It's alive. And it got the name of Wonder Dome. Wow. Dome is... for short. Wow. A little bit of kink in there. There's a lot going on to figure <laughs> out. But then Dome sacrificed itself and was killed. Stopped a tsunami. Well, I mean, it, you know, went out in style. And it just made it um, an inanimate object again because it's dead. And now it's just a plane again. <laughs> oh, it, it branched out. It, it experienced different things. I feel like it didn't react to that gremlin story as much as I thought you would have. Like, gremlins went in, made it sentient, and it calls her mistress. Nope. I mean, again, the, I, I don't. It, it's going to take a lot to shock me. <laughs> but that is the vague history of the invisible I mean, we discovered plane. a DC comic last week in which one of the main characters morphs into a dinosaur to have coitus with another dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll read that one. No, Maybe I don't think won't. there's need to. <laughs> All right. That's the history of the invisible plane from Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. What a weird-ass plane. It is. Well, send us some more questions, because if not, we really don't... We have to find some more <laughs> pop quiz stuff or something. I don't know. I'll get you another Batman pop quiz deck. Ugh. Through that whole thing, we did, and I didn't. I answered maybe one twenty fifth of the questions <laughs> correctly. Ah, all right, here wow. we go. Appropriate for wow, yeah, that is a long go. Yeah, well, there was a lot to talk about. If you enjoyed the show, go to Editors Note Comics. Wait, hold on. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics, where a dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, the day it comes out. Plus, you get some other secret bonus content that's certainly worth at least one dollar to see what it is. And if you really like it, Throw more dollars at us. Yeah, you can get to everything from the website, editorsnotecomics.com. It's all there. Yeah, you can find Zach on social media. He's on Twitter, at Editors Note Comics. Yeah, also, if you want to get... I don't know why you would, but if you want to listen to back issues of the show, that's the place to find them is on the website. The RSS feed only holds the most recent 100. Yeah. So if you want to see like the other like 150 plus, they're all on the website. If you want to go back five years ago and send out how much... like just. Like, listen to that first episode and listen to this episode and wonder how the hell do these two do it for five years? <laughs> you know what I will never do? <laughs> Go back and listen to the first episode? No. Good good no, idea. No, Very good idea. No, never. Uh, that's a hard pass. Yeah, I don't plan on doing that either. To be fair, after I edit this one, I don't plan on listening to this one again. <laughs> do you know how many episodes I've actually sat down and listened to of the show? Probably more than me. Zero. I've never gone back and listened to an episode. Ever. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm already here. I've listened to it once. I don't need to listen to it again. Yeah. I have to listen to it twice. <laughs> yeah. See? So you've listened to more episodes than I ever have. Twice as many, in fact. Yeah, but at like 1.8 speed. All right. So like one and a half times. Because I know what we're saying. It just gets gets me there. Well, all right. Whatever. That's not the point. Uh, you're on Twitter. At Junior Rich. 
we'll be back next week for something connected to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. All right. Well, that sounds exciting. I can't wait. <sighs> Here we are, kids. We did it. Here's to some more time. <laughs> five, five years ago, we were having beer trying to figure this out. Now here we are drinking non-alcoholic seltzer. So adult. Raspberry lamb, baby. Yes, sir. That's where it's at. We'll be back next week. Until then. Goodbye. (laughs) It's the worst sign-off ever. No, 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 it's not. I'm sure I could come up with other ones, but I'm not. Deuces.